life is a trust fall, you know, and we just have to, we just have to surrender to, to the greater path that's going to unfold moment by moment. And, you know, just kind of give ourselves to the unknown, because ultimately, that's what life is. So it's this kind of really cool harmony between being goal oriented and having visions for yourself in your life and then also just allowing yourself to be guided. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is a soul-led leader and dream tackler. Kaylin Parker wasn't always like this. In her early 20s, she was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day and surviving off Hot Pockets and Diet Coke. One day, after a month-long yoga teacher training, she quit her job and said goodbye to her cubicle. A month later, she started her own online business and has never looked back. She's been living the laptop life in tropical paradise ever since. On her 30th birthday, she left comfort behind, sold all her stuff, and moved to Central America for a year. She's here to triple dare you to be happy on your own terms and take wild leaps towards your dreams. Well, welcome to the podcast, Kaylin Parker. Thank you for being here. Yay, thanks for having me. Yes, I am excited to really chat with you, share your journey and experiences uh, with the audience. And, uh, you know, just encourage and inspire people to follow their truth and live freely and, uh, you know, choose, choose love over fear as often as humanly possible. Uh, so, Kaylin, can you just give me uh, or us just a, a quick understanding of who were you in your early 20s? Oof, oof. <laughs> Starting off with a loaded question. I love it. So... So yeah, a little bit of my backstory, um, how I came to be. Um, well, actually, let's start with the womb. So my, I have a joke that I popped out of the womb as kind of like this rambling, drinking, smoking, kind of wild child. And um, 
it was a really beautiful exploration of of life there in my early adolescence and early adulthood. And um, it was also very dark and destructive. So uh, yeah, I went to college for art and um, I was kind of this party girl, just chronically dissatisfied. Um, I have a history with depression and, um, you know, life just wasn't fulfilling or I didn't feel like I had this very clear sense of purpose or direction. And um, that I am just so grateful for every, you know, shadow experience that I've ever had because it's led me to the like, you know, green juice, drinking, plant-based, you know, happy, you know, explosive purpose-driven yogi that I am today. So, um, so yeah, that's a little, little bit of my backstory on, um, on where I came from and kind of, uh, you know, where my spiritual journey has led me. I love it that you instantly said that you're just so grateful, uh, for those experiences because that is really what it's all about. And anytime anyone on the show ever talks about, you know, their prior experiences of their prior life and it was really difficult and, and challenging and hard or dark, my mind always just goes to, it's like, so were you grateful for that or, or not? Do you feel like, you know what I mean? Because literally, like you said it too, it's like without those experiences, you are not who you are today. And every week I, uh, I'm a part of, a, it's, a, it's a mastermind group where it's just very like-minded, like-hearted people. We come together uh, and just chat, uh, chat about um, how to really be the highest level of ourselves that we can be, like the highest level of consciousness and being uh, that we can be. And it was funny, last Thursday we were having a conversation. And uh, I mean, when I was younger, I mean, in my early 20s, in my, all of my 20s, I drank hard every single weekend. I lived in New York City and I really only focused on like drinking. Like, what are we doing this weekend? You know, what, like, what other things can I put into my body besides alcohol? Just like the gamut of, of, of life and things. And we were kind of all talking about that. And there was a moment where we're like, damn, it's like, who was I back then? Like, why was I that way? And like, kind of moments of like split moments of regret of like, huh, you know, did we waste all of that time just concentrating on drinking and this and that? And listen, if that's who you are right now, that's who you are and we love you. It's all good. And so then we kind of stopped in a moment. We're like, guys, like, what are we, what are we doing right now? Like, and we had this just like, and we all knew it, but we just had to remember it in, in the moment. And we all came back and we're just like, okay, those moments we needed. We would not be who we are without those moments. And those moments were awesome. And as I, as we all look back, it's like none of us would ever replace those or, or take those moments away. And uh, literally, if those versions of ourselves didn't exist, the version of ourselves today wouldn't exist either. So you can't really, you know, you can't be happy about one and dismiss the other because one doesn't exist uh, without the other. And uh, I just, I, that like touches my heart that right off the bat, you're just so grateful uh, for who you were back then uh, because that's created the Caitlin who is here today. Yeah, it's kind of this, this beautiful irony, um, you know, just how wholesome and pure and uh, full my life is right now, because I don't think it would have been that way without that past version of myself who was so chronically dissatisfied and so confused and um, just so, you know, soul seeking. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for that version of Kaylin. 
Yes. And I think it is. It's just like when we look back on ourselves and we are disappointed with that version of ourselves or we think we wasted time uh, or have any negative uh, relation to who we were in the past, it's like that doesn't serve us now. That doesn't do anything good for who we are at all. Like We don't need to beat ourselves up for who we were in the past. That's just who we were. And it's really okay. You know, uh, and Kaylin, what do you feel like? Like, what was like some of the moments or some of the things that encouraged you to shift away uh, from that sort of a of a life? Yeah, so there were there were definitely some huge pivotal moments. Um, one I can remember was, you know, I was working. Um, I was working this. You know, as I was climbing the corporate ladder and I was embodying this archetype of this, you know, powerful adult and woman that I thought I needed to be because I was modeling after society and what I thought successful looked like. And um, I had this really amazing job and I loved it at the time, or at least, you know, the, the facade of, you know, love. And um, I felt that I was getting what I wanted out of it. And um on a whim, I just decided to join yoga teacher training. And so that was like this 30 day intensive where you go and you retreat there and you're just fully immersed into the world. And here I was at this point, I was still, uh, I was still smoking. I was still drinking. I mean, I was like still, you know, fully in my discovery phase. And, um, I had no idea where yoga teacher training would lead. Um, and that isn't even the beginning of the story, but this was definitely kind of, you know, one of the milestones along the way. And, um, so I took a month off of work. It was summer. Work was kind of slow. And um, I I just embarked on this beautiful journey of yogihood and um, completely transformed my life, obviously, right? And, um, and I remember coming back into work, you know, just kind of assuming that I would be stepping back into my old life, you know, kind of like there was this pause and I would just, you know, resume this, this sheep of a life that I had had before. And, you know, just this finger snap happened and I walked in and I just, I just knew my life would never be the same. So that was the day that I quit my job. I walked out of, um, you know, this position that I had worked so many years for. Uh, I gave my middle finger literally to my old life and I just never looked back. And um, yeah, I just realized uh, that life was to be lived on my terms and I was going to start living my truth. And um, yeah, that was kind of, uh, you know, one of the starts of this, this, journey into, you know, what does, what does life look like when you define your own rules? Hmm. And then, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you had this vision of what success looked like, uh, for you at that time. Now, what does success look like for you? Oh, I love this. I love this so much because, So most people know me, at least, you know, in person or, you know, my online community as this super laid back, you know, I'm a yogi, I'm a paddleboarder, I'm in my 30s and I still skateboard. And, you know, most days you'll find me in cutoff shorts and a crop top. And, you know, I'm at the beach, I'm, you know, sitting under a palm tree, sleeping on a coconut. And um, that's success to me these days, you know, and I have... I have a really beautiful, um, you know, career and and brand and and purpose and dharma that I've cultivated and um, I work very hard for this, you know, free lifestyle. 
But um, the real success is just waking up every day, knowing that I get to live the life that I want to live. What were you doing before? What was that job that you quit? Uh, So I was the... um, I was the operations director for a, uh, a local organization. Got it. And yeah. how, honestly, how was that decision to quit and leave when you came back from the yoga teacher training? It was so easy. I mean, it was, a, it was a snap. It was a snap. It was like 30, 30 seconds of courage, 30 seconds of just, you know, taking the leap. It's like, you're standing on the edge of the cliff and like, all you have to do is open your arms out. I mean, that was almost the easy part, you know, it was like the buildup leading up to that of like, you know, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? How do I do it? You know, it's not going to work out. Society tells me this, yada, yada. And the easy part is the jump. So, yeah, it's just, it's what I love that. I honestly, that, uh, that makes me so happy because I know for a lot of people that is a challenging part. It's like, you know, I don't want to be in this nine to five in this zombie uh, job anymore. I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. And it's sometimes it can be tough to take that leap. And it's beautiful to have your perspective on it because it's all how you see it. It could be really tough and challenging and hard if you view it that way. Or if you connect to your truth and who you really are and your happiness and your joy, well, then it seems pretty simple at that point. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, it's never not tough. (laughs) It's never not tough. And I don't think that that's the point. I don't think that the point of life is, you know, love and light and rainbows and butterflies. I think the purpose of life is to embrace the full spectrum of, of, what it is to be a human. And that includes all of it, you know, the, the triumphs and the failures and like, Oh my God, how many times have I started over in my life? I mean, at that point I was like 24 and I was, you know, just, just kind of stepping into, you know, this new version of myself that I wanted to be. And, you know, then I, I turned 30, you know, six years later and I started over again and probably a million times since that day when I quit that job, I failed so many times. I've struggled so much and I've had so many successes. So for me, it's like, you know, it's, it's really all of it that makes, that makes the trip so beautiful is just the kind of the acceptance of the wildness of the journey and realizing that it's not going to be this really cookie cutter experience. Yes. Right. And just embracing everything really. It's like when times don't go the way that you thought or hoped that they could go, embrace those things and feel gratitude for them. And when that's happened to me in my life, it's like, okay, how can I learn from this? One of the things that I really learned is to not really have expectations, to just kind of release and allow things to happen as they happen, allow the universe to bring to me what is meant for me. And having expectations has set me up for failure so many times in my life. I've expected it to go this way. It's got to go this way. And you're so rigid and it's not supposed to go any other way. And then when it doesn't go that exact way, it just leads us to be disappointed or felt hurt um, or just upset or, or viewing it now as like this negative situation when it doesn't need to be that way at all. It just matters how we view it. Yeah. I mean, 
most of us have these like really meticulously curated life plans. You know, yeah. we've got this roadmap that we're holding on to, like grasping with dear life. And we think things are going to go a certain way. And as we all know, life never goes that way. And yeah. and for me as a type A person, like I love the planning. Like, you know, I thrive in, you know, the meticulous details, day-to-day sort of thing. But at the end of the day, life is a trust fall, you know? And mm-hmm. we just have to, we just have to surrender to to the greater path that's going to unfold moment by moment and, you know, just kind of give ourselves to the unknown because ultimately that's what life is. So it's this kind of really cool harmony between Mm. being goal oriented and having visions for yourself in your life. And then also just allowing yourself to be guided. Yes. Yes. I love that. Life is a trust fall. Hell yeah. And uh, have you ever, um, have you heard of the book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer? No, but it sounds really good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I feel like it is so in line with who you are. It is beautiful. Literally, it's his life story and he just practices surrendering all the time in every moment, just allowing what has come to him to be and literally just surrendering to the moment. And it takes him on this incredible, beautiful path of life that it wasn't, you know, I don't think his journey was meant to have all the success, but he had insane success and he totally credits it to him letting go. So I'm so glad I just found this. I have a quote from him in my notes. Uh, And so the quote is, it's from the book. He says, the constant act of letting go of one's self-centered thoughts and emotions was all that was needed for a profound personal, professional, and spiritual growth. Like, and when you read the book, it will blow your mind. So I highly suggest that to you, Kaylin, anyone else who's listening right now as well, too. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, and I, yeah, you know, with, I think when we have, you know, these rigid, rigid ideas of like who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to get there. We just, we're so stuck in that tunnel vision. We don't allow all the other beauty of life to come in because if something that, you know, can take us to a quote unquote better place or a place where we can be more fulfilled, if it comes into our life, well, that's not what we're looking for. So we, it might show up or like, no, 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 that, that's not the way I think it's supposed to go. And then we miss all of this beauty uh, because God, source, the universe just knows the beautiful path of our, of us much, much more than we could, we could ever know. And I feel like it's happened so many times in my life too, where it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And it was like, thank God it didn't go the way I wanted or assumed it was going to go because it's just, you know, such a much more beautiful place uh, that we can be taken to when we just release yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny because, you know, I have a background in entrepreneurship and self-growth and, um, you know, I was kind of like when I was in the corporate world and, you know, working this job that I thought was the ideal of success. I kind of fell into that with, you know, my own 
personal growth journey as well. I was like, well, you know, my growth journey has to look like A, B, and C. And I've got to do all these things and the four-hour work week and all these business books and Tony Robbins and all these like very masculine views of what, um, you know, spirituality and growth should look like. And that's all beautiful. And and I'm, you know, we're all such a, such a like uh, beautiful harmony of masculine and feminine. So I think it all serves a different purpose, but now I want to read is like books about, you know, womanhood and, uh, you know, divine femininity and just like, you know, being free spirited and all these things. And that's kind of the other side to it is, um, is, you know, the idea that we don't have to do anything to get where we want to be. We, all we need to do is embody those qualities within mm-hmm. ourselves. So that's, that's, kind of profound if you think about, you know, all of the things you want to accomplish and, you know, the person you want to step into. Um, And it's really kind of grounding and centering to just know that that person already lives within us. And all we have to do is like close our eyes and take a freaking breath and just surrender to this present moment and um, just know that it's all already here. Yes. And surrendering to the present moment, uh, I think is just it's just so crucial for our peace and our own individual happiness. And another book, uh, I talk about this a lot, uh, but it's The Power of Now uh, by Eckhart Tolle. And that like blew and opened my mind to literally the power of now uh, and really what that means. And when we can truly be present, because this is all we have is right now. Like this moment is it right now. <laughs> So it's like, if my mind is elsewhere of like, what, okay, what am I doing after, you know, me and Caitlin talk, what do I have to do later tonight? It takes me away from this moment. And that's all that we have. It's like, I'm projecting myself into the future that doesn't even exist. And I'm just, we're, and I mean, we all do it. We all, we just, I think it's just such a, a natural part of who we are. You know what? I don't, so here we go. I, uh, not that it's a natural part of who we are. I think that's what we've been ingrained to believe and to do. Uh, but I think at our truth, at our really natural being, um, that we are meant to just be in the present and in the now so that we can just take everything in and just be here. Because when we are here in the moment, me just enjoying this conversation, enjoying the beautiful soul that you are, um, finding gratitude in our conversation, uh, looking at it as a moment to grow and learn and just be here. That's where like life, that's where life is. It's nowhere else besides in this moment right now. And so much of the time, our minds will project us into the future or take us into the past and remove us from the only thing that actually exists. Um, so I, yeah, The Power of Now is also a brilliant uh, book that I recommend to everybody. Uh, and Kaylin, I'm very interested as well too. When you left uh, your job and when you quit, what did you do right after that? Like going on your own path and your own journey, what did you do for work uh, after that so you could survive and on your own terms? Yeah, Um well, life was, first of all, no longer about surviving. It was about thriving. Yes. Um, and that, that didn't necessarily have to be on financial terms. Um, you know, I, I didn't consider myself financially successful until really recently. Um, and, that's, and that definition is kind of always evolving. And 
as life evolves and our, our, our needs and our goals evolve. So I started a business immediately. Um, and, you know, I, I probably took a million self-help and business courses along the way that kind of led me to this journey of spirituality and entrepreneurship and self-growth and everything. So it wasn't like an overnight thing. Um, you know, it was kind of like a domino effect of, you know, first I quit my job and then I got sober at 24. And then a year later I quit smoking. And then a year later I literally just went to the store and bought a pair of running shoes and was like, today I'm going to be a runner, had never run in my life. And um, yeah, and then I was a, a yoga teacher and then I, you know, became plant-based and then I got into holistic wellness. And so there was no like, you know, one moment where I was like, wow, you know, this is it. I have arrived. It's just been this kind of, you know, catalyst after catalyst after catalyst. It's kind of like catapulted me into a new direction every time along this path. So, so yeah, um, I started a series of dozens and dozens of businesses and creative projects over the past, you know, 10 years. And, um, some of them were successful. Some of them were not, they were all really fun. They were all learning experiences. Um, a lot of them had nothing to do with each other, you know, as, as multi-passionate human beings, as many of us are, um, you know, I believe that life is just an exploration of our different purposes. I don't believe that there's any like one true path for any person to take. I think that it's, um, it's a really fun experiment. Cool. One of the really great things I think you mentioned in there amongst a lot of them uh, was that one day you just decided to go get sneakers and you decided to become a runner. And I think that's so important because who we are, who we were in the past doesn't matter. Like if you did things that are affecting you today, yes, of course. But what I mean spiritually, mentally, it's like who you were yesterday doesn't mean shit today. Like you could have not been a runner yesterday, but today you choose to be a runner and you're a runner. You could have procrastinated like crazy your whole life and you decide today I will not procrastinate anymore. You could have wanted to wake up at 6 a.m. every single day and you couldn't do it, but then today or tomorrow, whatever it is, you wake up at 6 a.m. and then now you are a person who wakes up at 6 a.m. It is when we judge ourselves, I feel like based on our past and who we were, that dictates who we are now. Right. So if it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not a runner. That's not who I am. Well, then that's not, then that's not who you are. If you continue to believe that every single day, well, then that is your truth. But if you realize like, Hey, okay, you know, the last 25 years of my life, I wasn't a runner. Who cares? Who do I want to be right now? All that matters is what I choose right now. We are not controlled by our past. It only matters what we decide in the moment, which yeah. is just like so cool. I feel like. Yeah. And our lives are a testament to that. Right. I mean, I, I really love, like, I get such a kick out of telling people about my past because you would never know it based on the person <laughs> I am today. I am, I am such a wholesome, you know, happy person. And, um, so I love telling people that I grew up on Hot Pockets and Diet Coke. And like, I love telling people that I was a chain smoker for eight years straight, never went a day without smoking a cigarette. And now I'm almost a decade smoke free. Like, I love telling people about how I was a party girl. And like, you know, one day I'm sipping a glass of white wine and I just think to myself, like, nope, this no longer serves me. I'm not going to do it anymore. And now I've been sober for almost a decade too. So like, 
you know, life is about the choices we make and life is about the people that we grow into. And that's constantly going to be changing. Yes. Like everybody listening, don't judge yourself from who you were in the past and don't think your past self is who you are right now. Because who you are right now is not who you were yesterday. It's not who you were 10 minutes ago. You know what I mean? So, and I'm saying this to myself right now as I say it to everybody else to like help <laughs> me in these moments and encourage myself to be like, okay, who I was yesterday is not who I am today. It's just not. And anything that I choose, you know, that I didn't do in the past, but if I choose to do it right now, and that's the beautiful part of life. It's like in every single moment, we get to choose, we get to proclaim and express who we really are. And if yeah. today, <laughs> and if today I want to express myself and be a runner, then that's it. Right. I just think so much time we look at ourselves in the past and it's like, well, I wasn't that ever. So like, how can I be that now? And like us, us all, including myself, let's release that because the yesterday you is not the present you right now. And you can do anything. You can change your mind. You can become whoever you want to be in any moment. And to me, that is like mind blowing and just so special. Um, and something to be so grateful for, I feel like, in our lives, that we that we have that choice every single day to show up and be who we want to be. Wild. Yeah. And we can and we can let that experience be just so fun and experimental too. So yes. Yeah. And so I, I want to ask you too about the the trip to Costa Rica. How long you went for about a year? Yeah. So <laughs> a little backstory on that too. <laughs> um so when I was 17, I moved to Mexico for a year and uh, just decided to live abroad before I went off to college, which is a very common experience for people, but completely transformed my life. I mean, I, I came back not knowing who the heck I was or what I was going to do. I mean, it just kind of like jumbled. It just unearthed all of this new kind of desire and vision that I had and took me in a totally different direction. And it was so cool. So a similar thing happened in my late 20s. I was thinking, you know, man, I had this I had this dream of traveling the world and I just spent the entire decade of my 20s, you know, trying to conform to somebody else's idea of, you know, what my life should look like. And so I was living in this really cute little bungalow by the beach. Um, I had my own successful client business locally. I was happy. I had just bought a brand new Jeep Wrangler uh, soft top. I, you know, had, I was going out paddleboarding every day. I was skating every day. I mean, life was just like really easy. You know, it was just so, so peaceful and blissful. And uh, I was living the, the tropical good life here in Florida. And, um, you know, it was, it was another one of those things where it was kind of this finger snap moment. And of course, this finger snap moment is the result of, you know, days and days or weeks and weeks or months and months and years and years of a vision or a goal or a dream that's kind of accumulated. And then one day you're ready to take that leap. So like I said, the leap is the easy part. Mm -hmm. It's the build up to that, that you really have to, um, you know, be patient with. So, so I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I have a beautiful life and I'm going to walk away from it. So I sold everything in my little beach bungalow. I sold my car. I said goodbye to my friends. I wrote my clients all a love letter and parted ways. I let go of 
everything comfortable in my life as I knew it. And on my 30th birthday, I moved out of the country. <laughs> on, on your actual 30th birthday is when the flight was? Uh, the flight was maybe like a week before or a week after. I think it was a week after, but that was my big thing. I was like, you know what? I'm entering a new decade. I'm going to do something really scary and outside my comfort zone. And I'm going to do something that I've been dreaming about for the past decade, but haven't had the ovaries to just, you know, take the leap and do. And so I just did it. And let me tell you, it's one of those things where like, you know, we're so fearful of taking risks and we're so fearful of failure. And guess what? You're going to fail. Within the first month of moving to Costa Rica, I completely ran out of money. I mean, my whole, like, I, I started this new business. I had this like, you know, little nest egg savings account that I had moved there with. I moved to this town that just like, you know, wasn't aligned at all. I got there and I just hated it. I was like hot every day. I was tired. I was hungry. I was broke. And I was like, wow, this is not the idea of paradise I had in my head. And um, I actually ended up coming home for a month after the initial first month moving abroad. And I just had to ask myself, like, is is this still really what I want? So I came home. I didn't tell anybody. I was like so embarrassed, mortified that I had, you know, quote unquote failed. And, um, and then I got back out there and the stars aligned and I, you know, took some time to really meditate on that vision of what it was that I wanted. And I literally meditated on it and, um, it all just kind of fell in my lap the second time around. And I went back out there and, um, everything just felt so beautiful. I ended up moving to this, um, this eco Island, this remote little Island in the middle of Panama, actually the second time that was run on like rainwater and solar panels. And I lived on this floating cabin over coral reef and I worked remotely on my laptop and in my like, you know, bikini every day and, you know, just like picked local fruit from the trees and, you know, and went on hikes with slots and like, this was the dream. And it, it was, nothing that I would have ever had anticipated or imagined, but it was, you know, a grand adventure. It's just, it's, I love it that, you know, the first month uh, was tough and a struggle. And then you went home, literally meditated on it and then tried again. Right. Cause the trying again to me is like the coolest part because it, I'm sure it would have been much easier for you just to have stayed home and be like, that didn't work. I do not want to go through that again. But it was you t- taking that leap of faith. It was you again stepping into the unknown that then led to this beautiful experience. It's like you chose love over fear in that moment. And it's hard to do that. And it's something I like preach all the time. And I don't always, I don't always choose love over fear. But I know that my higher self would choose level for fear. Uh, I know that the real benefit of me, even if it doesn't seem like it is right away, is to always choose level for fear. So I just have a lot of love for you for, for honestly doing that and going back out there uh, and trying it again. And then just like, look what was brought to you and the experience that you had. It's just so beautiful. Uh, and you mentioned this now a couple of times, right? Stepping into the unknown and stepping out of your comfort zone. What do you, what does that mean to you? Why do you feel like that is just so important uh, to do in our lives? Yeah. So 
I feel like we all have this own version of our own authentic truth. And what that looks and feels like to me is not what that's going to look and feel like to you. And that's exactly why we each have to carve our own paths because the, the, you know, the paradigm that we live in is that everyone kind of conforms to each other. And the reality of, you know, humanity is that we're all so unique and different mm. and we're all so capable of such a specific set of things that only we can put out into the world. And that's our gift, right? And so if we wake up every day trying to conform to this this norm that somebody else has carved out for us, we're never going to be able to really experience and serve in the ways that we were all individually meant to. And we all have this kind of like, you know, collective connectedness and that's, and that's the power of humanity, right? As a whole. And we all have these really awesome, unique gifts. So that's why I'm such an advocate for doing life your way on your own terms, whatever that looks like for you even if you don't know what that looks like is because that's what we're here for. I mean, that is like, that just, that is the miracle of being a human. We are all not the same. And that is just how, you know, modern humanity was built on the fact mm -hmm. that we all have such unique gifts and we're all here to explore in our own ways. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Uh, I hope that, you know, that uh, this hope this conversation just encourages people to take that leap into the unknown because the unknown is to me so exciting because, right, if we stay in what we know, well, then what much, like, what excitement can there be? What much can change? We just know what's coming almost every single day. Like we know it, right? But when we take that step into the unknown, it is literally infinite possibilities of experiences, love, maybe a little bit of fear in moments too. And like, that's okay. Maybe little moments of it being scary. That's cool. Like, and in my mind too, there's moments where, you know, I'll run away from the scary thing, but we came here to experience and the scary things, the things that, and when I say scary, I mean really the things that are out of our comfort zone, really. The things that, you know, we don't do all the time, the things that are just uncommon uh, to who we are. But those are some of the most brilliant, beautiful experiences that we can have. And change in the unknown, I understand, can be a little bit intimidating because it's easy to be comfortable. You know, it's nice here knowing what's going to happen every single day, but it is so much more exciting and so much more fulfilling and so much more invigorating uh, when we can experience more than what we know. And really the, the idea of infinite possibilities in the unknown excites me like nothing else in the world. And just to know that there's just... Like when you literally, we can't even comprehend the word infinite. I know like we say it and we have like sort of an idea, but our brain can't even really comprehend what it means. So it's like what, what we think of infinite, it is so much further past that of the experiences that we're actually able to have when we take that leap. And like change too is 
so cool and so exciting too because change is happening every single moment whether we want it to or not. Literally in this moment, everything around us is changing. It is just constant, always, always, always. So it's better to it's better to embrace change and embrace those things than to fight it because when we fight against the change, like we're literally fighting against the universe and that has a lot of energy that we're fighting against. So when we're able just to embrace change we're able just to embrace the unknown. It just, it just really opens us up to a life that we can't even imagine right now. Just thrilling. You know, I think it's just, it's, I don't know. It lights like a fire in my soul a little bit. Yeah. And the fire already exists in all of us. Like change for the sake of change is, is not the point. I think, I think the, the exploration of our soul's full potential is the purpose of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not to go and change who we are. It's to step into the full bodiedness of who we are, you know, our, our highest self, our biggest potential. And um, also, you know, with this, with this deep knowing and gratitude that, you know, who we are in this present moment is enough, you know? Yes. And so I think that that's what makes it exciting is knowing that that potential, knowing that that fullness, knowing that that highest version of ourselves is already living inside of us. So when we go and we take these leaps and we explore these paths and we, you know, sell all of our stuff and move to other countries or quit our jobs or, or, you know, maybe it's a little tiny act of defiance. Maybe it's not something really big. That's us moving one step closer to our highest truth. Yes, that was great. Uh, and I, Kayla, I want to ask you something. I'm a huge, huge fan of gratitude. What is something in life that you are grateful for? Mm, okay. So, <laughs> so, oh, so many things, but I feel like for me, I found my own personal equation for happiness. And, oh, just just how, I mean, like goosebumps that I get to wake up every day and I get to feel the grass on my toes. And life is such a sensory experience. I get to feel the warmth of the sun on my skin and, you know, shining through our eyes. And, you know, I get to feel the wind in my hair as I ride on my bicycle by the ocean. And that to me is just wholehearted presence in any given moment. And for me, that is half of the happiness equation, not half, uh, you know, that's, that's one part of it is just wholehearted present presence in any given moment. And that could be, you know, the grass in your toes or the sand on your skin or, you know, the sun on your face. And, um, you know, that other part that we kind of talked about is that that exploration of that bigger, higher version of ourselves that is growth seeking and has that that purpose and that dharma and that drive and waking up every day and and just just being on that adventure. So that those are kind of the two parts of happiness to me is just just the the utter elation of being here in the now and just the pure ecstasy of anticipating what's to come. Yes. Love that. That was great. And as you were saying that too, about like putting your feet in the grass and feeling it and and putting, you know, the sand and the wind, when we can really be present in a moment, 
it's hard to explain what that experience is like. At least for me, it's hard to explain. And I didn't know about this, didn't, didn't know it really existed until uh, listening to The Power of Now. And there's just moments where I will, I'll kind of quiet out the outside world and the craziness and the noise and where my mind's projecting me of where I have to go later, or what do I have to do, or why that happened yesterday and all those things. But I'm literally just here. And it's like, it, it works really well for me when I'm outside. So if I can do it uh, by like a tree, literally, it's like the tree looks different to me than it's ever looked before. It looks alive. It looks fuller where before it was like depleted and only just like a shadow of itself. And as I say that out loud, that sounds so weird, but it's really so, so true. And uh, when we can literally just be now and just fully embrace and experience where we are in that moment, uh, it's just, it's an unreal experience. And I, I suggest that to everybody. Next time you're outside or go outside right when this episode is over and go and just be with a tree. Just be in the presence of a tree and just be there with it. And look at the tree, but literally just be in the now and be present with it. And forget all the th- all your fears, all your anxieties, all those things that are existing in your life right now. Release those and just truly be there in that moment and that experience, I just think will will blow your mind. Yeah, and it's something that you can ground into anywhere. Like if you're inside, yes. you know, I'm, I'm sitting on a yoga mat and I'm just feeling what that feels like under my body or I light a candle and I'm just really present in that moment or I just, I just touch my hand to my heart and I'm just really present with myself. It's funny, I have, um, I have Be Love Now by Ram Das, the book sitting behind me and also Thich Nhat Hanh's um, You Are Here. Um, he's a Vietnamese monk for those of you who don't know, but his books are so simple. Um, I mean, very quintessential, you know, monk teachings, but it's just so revolutionary because, um, you know, you'll just open up to a page and it'll, it'll say something like, you are sitting next to a tree, be with the tree. And it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's so revolutionary because it's like, it just grounds you into that moment and you realize that there's, there's nothing better in the world than the experience of just being in your body and feeling the presence of the world around you and feeling connected to humanity. Um, And that's, you know, something we have the ability to tap into wherever, whenever. Absolutely. Yes. And literally it was something that those are just such great examples. And I hope this can be profound for people in moments because this was something I didn't even know existed for a very, very, very long time. I never even thought about just being in the now and being here and sitting next to the tree and just being with the tree. And uh, I hope this can be a moment where maybe it opens people's minds and perspectives to the existence of this because perspective is everything. And if we don't know it exists, well, then it doesn't exist to us. And uh, even hearing you talk about it, Kaylin, too, I'm like, Wow, it just, it really can just be such a, a life changer. Um, yeah. yeah. Mind, mindfulness practice is, yeah. you know, when you're standing in the line at the grocery store or when yeah. you're meditating on your yoga mat, it's, it's everywhere and it's everything. And it's um, really that shift in perspective of, oh my gosh, life is so stressful. I have so much to do to, nope, life is pretty radical and I am so grateful to be here. Mm-hmm. 
Because I just, so much of the time, our mind is taking us everywhere outside of the present moment. And like, that's, and I, I say this to like, just relate to everybody as much as possible where, like we're having this conversation, but it's like, I don't have it all figured out. You know what I mean? Like I'm still on the journey, still in it, still enjoying it. And, uh, you know, to not have known for so decades that my mind was taking me elsewhere outside of the present moment. It was like, just knowing that, uh, like, cause I didn't know that until I read it in a book or somebody told me, right? So then once finally knowing that, that just changes, it changes everything for you. Cause you, you can't, or it just makes it much, much more difficult to actively, mindfully, consciously be in the present moment if you don't realize that your mind's always outside of, of the present moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, for me, I'm, um, I'm curious, uh, and I'm sure other people out there are curious as well. You know, we know the life that you're living and it, it sounds, it sounds like your path and where you're supposed to be. And it's awesome. And I'm like thrilled and grateful for you, uh, of where you are, but for anyone else who's trying to, you know, potentially make that leap as well. What, so I know you said you did a bunch of other businesses in the past. Uh, what are you currently doing right now that allows you to live this life? Yeah, it's a beautiful question. And it's also very multifaceted. I think if you kind of analyze a lot of entrepreneurs and teachers and uh, coaches and things like that, there's never one easy answer. Um, I am a facilitator. I'm a workshop leader. I have launched courses. Um, I run a blog. Um, I also am the uh, wellness director currently to an online company. So um, there's just so many kind of facets to doing what you love. And that doesn't ever have to be like, hey, go quit your job and do this end all be all thing and figure out your purpose. And, you know, just like that, poof, it's all there. You know, I think that the, the seek there's, there's no hacks to living a life that you love or doing what you want to do. I think it's an exploration of, okay, you know, what is my skill set? How do I want to serve? How can I serve in this moment? What little tiny baby step can I take to get me one step closer to living my dharma and to guiding others towards theirs? And there's a million different avenues that you can take to get there. You know, whether you want to be a life coach or a yoga teacher or a workshop facilitator, or you want to host events, or you want to start an online company, or you want to be a writer. I mean, there's there's no one way to do it. I am never, ever, ever going to give you a handbook that says, this is the way I did it. This is the way you should do it. And nobody in their, no business guru or spiritual guide in their right mind should give you that handbook either because it's going to look differently for everybody. Yes. And uh, can you just, uh, so Dharma was a, a term that I really only understood like a year ago. So can you just explain Dharma uh, for anyone listening uh, who might not know what that is? Yeah. So I'm no expert of the, you know, origins of the word in the, in the cultural context, you know, coming from India. Um, it's a Sanskrit word. And of course there are like a billion different definitions for every one Sanskrit word. It's very different than our English language where everything's kind of literal. Um, but the one specific 
definition that really just resonates with me. And then I've heard a lot in my, you know, modern spiritual teachings is it's your soul purpose. Mm. And so that doesn't have to be one single thing. It could be helping others. It could be writing. It could be dancing. It could be radiating a positive energy. I think your Dharma could be many different things and look a lot of different ways. Great. That was, that was such a good response and understanding of what that is. So thank you for that. Um, and uh, so Kaylin, uh, so this is the question that I just, I ask every single guest is the one I get like the most excited about. Uh, so the goal of spread love movement uh, of myself, you know, my Dharma possibly is uh, to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet uh, to a place that is more one uh, and a place that's more loving and kind and peaceful, empathetic, understanding, forgiving of one another, and just fully embraces our togetherness and our oneness. Um, so what, how, I guess, how do you feel like um, every single day you are contributing uh, and aiding in this shift of consciousness? Mm. What a question. Oh, I just got shivers. <laughs> yeah. So, so beyond the work that I do and, you know, the, the writing and the facilitating and the workshops and the circles that I lead and all of these things, it's how I live my life. And I think the best way for me to lead in love is to inspire others through example towards more outrageous authenticity for themselves and finding their own version of radical happiness and explosive purpose. And by living, like I said, my own Dharma, I'm leading and inspiring and guiding others to take a step towards theirs. Mm, yes. Uh, I love that by, you know, by being the example is to me, it's everything. Cause we can talk and talk all day, but who are we, right? Who are we being in those moments? Uh, so that was great. And, uh, you know, helping people uh, achieve their Dharma, also getting uh, to a place, you know, just aiding in people's growth uh, and helping them, you know, reach a place where they can, you know, be more connected to love. Uh, and find more joy and more fulfillment and connect to their passion. Uh, that in itself too is just, uh, I think it is really such a way in order to help shift the consciousness because it's like, yes, I really, I, I mean, I firmly believe and there's a million different responses to this. That's why I think it's such a, I love the question so much because I think it's something that we really should all be thinking about. And uh, there's just, in my mind, there's like just really no wrong answer. You know what I mean? Who you are is who you are. Uh, and, you know, every response is just, if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. And there's just beauty in that in itself. But when we can literally be the light, because I can tell someone like, hey, be kind. You know, so we're, uh, my wife is pregnant and, and we're going to have a girl in uh, March. And as I raise her, I can say, hey, go be kind to this person, be nice, forgive this person, right? But if I'm not being kind 
to the person she sees me interacting with. And if I'm not able to forgive someone who's wronged me, then it all goes to waste. It's like, well, you know what I mean? We can talk, that's what I said, we can talk and talk, but if we don't act in that way, and the best way for her to, you know, grow and be the highest version of herself, or the way that I can contribute to that is by me being the light and being that every single day. And that's why I love that you just said that. Uh, and then again, just the fact to help people, because I think that's so crucial and so important too, to be that guide for people in moments, right? Like they have to get there on their own, but for you to help them, you know, just take that little leap or just give them some knowledge or information uh, that can help put them on that path is just so, so important as well. Yeah, think, it's yeah. this it's this embodiment of you said who you are is who you are. It's this embodiment of who you are rather than what you're doing and um just daring people to to just feel into what that is for, you know, themselves. Mm, yes. Uh this was great. Um thank you so much for just coming on and uh just speaking your truth and being who you are uh, in your everyday for setting the example, right? Because you could have come on here and been like, talked all these things. I'm like, yeah, you know, we, you should do this and you should do that. But like, that's not how the conversation went. You just spoke about the life that you lived and that is the most inspiring. That is what is going to create the most change. And that's what's going to help the most people by you living your life, doing it. Uh, and then again, thank you for coming here and sharing that with everybody. Thank you so much, Justin. Yes. And just before we cut out too, uh, if you could just let people know where they can find you, if anyone wants to just reach out and maybe get a little bit of guidance or, you know, go a little bit deeper into what we talked about today, how can people find you on social media, online, anywhere? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my, my online hub is my website, kaylinparker.com. And I hang out daily on Instagram. It's so much fun. You can find me in my stories. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Kaylin Parker with an, I think there's an underscore at the end and you can also find me on Facebook. Love it. Awesome. Ah, these conversations are just like, you know, they light up my soul and uh, it feels really good. And uh, I hope everybody feels the same way right now. I hope this, you know, challenged you, but like in a good way, hopefully it's making you have some deep inside thoughts about uh, just yourself and your life right now. And, uh, you know, if you are living the life that you feel like, you know that you should be living. And if you are feeling fulfilled and then if you are being the happiest that you can be, because like those are the questions that really we also should be asking ourselves um, because if we just float through life and we don't think about those things and we don't ask ourselves those tough questions or have those internal thoughts, then we're just going to keep going and keep going and, and kind of be in that zombie mode um, where we're just doing what, we're, what we think we're supposed to be doing or what we were told to be doing. So I, I hope this conversation uh, and Kaylin, your beauty, I, I hope it's just helped people. Um, yeah, just rediscover who they truly are. I know that both of us just want everybody to live a life filled with joy and happiness and peace. And, you know, I really feel like it's conversations like this that, that can help do that. So just so many times over, thank you so much. I'm grateful uh, for you to be here today. Mm, so grateful.
Yes. Everybody, thank you for hanging out with us as well. We love you so much. Love you, and we'll see you next time.